Welcome to the Creative Plan Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews of items, and convention panels, and other exciting things that we run into from time to time. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. English. <laughs> I was going to say regular people, but that sounds better. Yeah. Yeah. Making engineers comprehensible. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I actually, There's no way to make engineers comprehensible. Yeah. There is. It's just sometimes requires mallets and, and heads. No, no, no. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Aerospace by training. Um, <laughs> If you want to talk the whole career, it gets interesting. Yeah, I, I happen to work with electrical engineers, and geniuses though they are, mm-hmm. yes they are, some of them don't know whether to scratch their watch or wind their butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, it's a specialty. Yeah, I have a website yeah. <laughs> for microwave engineers. And I don't mean the cookers. <laughs> and let me tell you, that's a special kind of person. Wow. <laughs> Isn't this a microwave? Nice, Bruce. They did machine fucking comic relief, right? This is why I didn't come in costume today. This is my costume. But anyway, yeah. Um, getting into the topic a little bit, why should we do that? It's only silly. Um, I think it's because there seems to be, correct me if. I'm off base on this one. Well, I'm sure you will. Um, there seems to be a preponderance of the desire to believe someone who is famous over someone who actually knows something. Yeah. That's a big part of it. Yes. It's also. I'm trying to think of a way to say this and not sound like a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it. That's okay. Well, we have an audience member who has a question first. Can that be because Perceived relationship. Yeah, I forgot right. there was like a term for it. You have like this false sense of relationship with a famous person, even though they have no clue. You have a false sense of fanboy. <laughs> <laughs> well, what it is is you find ways to relate to a character, and therefore through the character to the famous person, you find something. But some random scientist who goes up there and starts talking, where's the basis for familiarity there? Yeah. And. <clears throat> Also, sometimes the more outlandish the claim, the more people want to believe it, <laughs> you know? Because it's easy to sit there and make an outlandish claim with no proof than it is to sit there and say, well, no, here's the actual proof. And the proof can get very intricate. And expressing that truth in a way that people can relate to can be hard because conspiracies and conspiracy theories and these nonsense notions play on emotion and feelings whereas the truth plays on facts and thinking's hard yeah well let's take uh just a quick example flat earth no please no 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 now i I do have a question about it because I've, i've looked it up online and everything but why do flat earthers make the map of the earth round yeah, there are flat earths around the world. It's a flat circle. Riddle me this. Anyway, what I tell a flat earth is to say you're right. If the earth is flat, 
It's running on the back of four elephants. Yes. And the hogfather rules. Yes. <laughs> so those people believe. I was doing a presentation on very basic orbital mechanics for some kids, and an adult came by and said, "That's beautiful. I love that. Pity it's all nonsense." And excuse me. He's it's flat, and he believed it. And nothing. I I brought three different arguments through. Going basic, uh, basic on geology and seismology, radio theory, and I, everything I think of. So it's round. Um, anyway, this proves no. my sixty percent theory. <laughs> well, and a large part of it is, I hate to say it, we teach history wrong. You know, 1492, Columbus sails the ocean blue, proves the Earth is round. No, that's BS. We've known since the time of the Greeks, if not earlier, that the Earth was round. Columbus knew the Earth was round. His math was wrong. He thought it was smaller. Yeah. Okay, and that was his big selling point. But every sailor out there knew the Earth was round. They knew it was. They just didn't know what was beyond the horizon. And that's, you know, out there, there be monsters, you know, lions, lions monsters. Nobody knew what it was because nobody had been, nobody from the main continents at the time had been that far out to see what was, you know, to find the Americas. And, you know, except for a bunch of really drunk lost Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted to make a comment what you were saying, too, because, uh, you know, I worked in climate change for a long time in the, from about like the mid 90s to uh, I, I was especially focused until the, the around 2010 when I wrote a book and a little bit after that. But then I kind of did other things. Because I got, partly because I got tired of fighting with people, I'm trying to get them to move forward on what to do about it, and there would always be so many people there, half the people saying, oh, it's not true, and here's why it's not true, and, you know, so it, it gets, I mean, I think it, I, I feel like things have changed a bit now, I don't know, maybe things are finally getting more obvious, <laughs> I mean, you know, but uh, that, I found that challenging. A uh, clerk in a Circle K once hit me on this saying, well, the Earth's really flat now. No, it's round. He's, well, how do you know? Have you ever seen it? And I went, yes, actually. I was part of a team that sent a camera to 100,000 feet with the right kind of lens on it, and the sucker's a sphere. He went, you're part of the conspiracy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's like, uh, I love the meme that I saw with William Shatner saying, I checked. The Earth is round. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love some of the things that, I mean, the Flat Earth Society is one of those things that they are so beautifully inconsistent in everything they say. Yeah, like we have members all over the globe. The Earth is the only one that's flat. All the rest of the planets are round. Wow, interesting. Because they're the only one that has life on it. So. What about the 7,000-year-old Earth? Yeah, that's it. And again, yeah, that's when you're getting into belief versus science. And the way I deal with that from a climate change perspective is if if God put all those fossils in there and everything that we can look at and say what was going on 100 million years ago, then that must be as a clue for us. So whether you believe that we've been around for uh, you know, hundreds of millions of years as life or not, you're still there's a lot of clues in the geological record that must be a sign from God that if it's not so the universe is only seven thousand light years wide. Mm -hmm. yeah, right. <laughs> well, and the other argument that you can put to that one is it's the one that my dad used to bring up. A, da on Earth, a day on Earth is twenty four hours. A day on Venus is longer than its year. Okay, so when the Bible says seven days, whose Seven days. Yeah. How, how day long is seven day? How long is a day to God? As long as God wants it to be. So you're saying God's a Venetian? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yes. Better if it's Venus than Mars, I say. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I think also a good point, uh, something to bring up here too, is that the message is not consistent. Mm -hmm. Okay, even among the learned folk. The message is not consistent. I mean, those of us who are actually old enough to remember uh, the big ar yeah, <laughs> thank you, Brian. <laughs> can, can remember the big arguments about climate change? Uh, that you know we were great. You know, by the year 2000, the seas will have risen, the cities will be gone, the coastline's dead. That was 21 years ago, uh, and we're going to have global warming and the nuclear winter at the same time. 
Okay, I was so looking forward to this. <laughs> and that's called Seasons. winter in Arizona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It bakes, then it freezes, and it bakes, and it freezes. We're like baked Alaska. Um, but uh, you can't have it both ways. I, I hear what you're saying, and I think actually that was what attracted me to being on this panel was because of some of the things that scientists that I know are promoting some of these ideas, I think, they're trying to be subtle about it, but ideas that are out there, such as, I wonder how many of you suspect this, that the, you know, if the earth gets warmer, we're all gonna be in drought, the planet will dry up and... No. Good, no. thank you. Because that's one of the things out there, and I just read a science fiction story recently where the oceans evaporated, and then some of them came back down, I'm like, no, no, you can't do that. It's a closed so, system. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, so, because, so moving it up to another planet. Yeah. And yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I think you're right. The message is inconsistent because some people think, oh, drought is really bad, so let's push that moat so people will want to do something about it. You know, oh. and I've always felt like, let's be honest. There's so many problems with what could, is really expected to happen. Look at all the floods and hurricanes, as well as droughts. Well, Why not just stick is, to the truth? What know? plays on the news? You know, yeah. Yeah. Well, the doom and gloom leads. And it's not just the news anymore, mm -hmm. right? I had an unfortunate discussion with the woman. I was doing a, a solar thing, right? So we're out, we've got the telescopes, we're looking at planets, we've got people coming in and out. And this woman comes up and says, well, the whole moon landing was Oh, fake. God. <laughs> and I said, well... Don't say they're on Buzz Aldrin, they'll deck you. Not true, <laughs> whatever. Don't say um, that to me, And she said, it worse. is, I know. Because I saw it on YouTube. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, you know I can't argue that. Okay. Well, I'm sure you did see that on YouTube. <laughs> However, However, you know. I can point you to a dozen other videos that prove that it was true, that it actually right. did happen. Yeah. Well, so yeah. The director that they chose was such a perfectionist, he decided to film on site. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, if it was Kubrick, would be true. Exactly. Yeah. I think they actually proved that if Hollywood were involved in faking a moon landing, it would actually cost more than they invested in NASA. Exactly. <laughs> it actually would have. Because the amount of technology they would have had to invent to even just get the shadows right. Correct. Mm -hmm. yeah. That the, the, the giant backpacks on the astronauts bags would have not been oxygen tanks, they would have been massive cooling systems to keep them from dying for five <laughs> seconds. Yeah, I thought about that, which is true. Um, <laughs> yeah, one of the weirdest things out there, and of course I'm a photographer, is people claim it's fake because there's no stars. Because the people who claim that don't understand anything about photography and life. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Interesting. It's like, yeah, so someone argued that there were no clouds when they landed on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you're talking about dust clouds yeah. coming up. Yeah. It's because there's no atmosphere to suspend the dust. Duh! It immediately falls back down, and they didn't immediately jump out of the thing. No, no. You know, it was hours later that they got out, so any dust that had come up had already settled. Within seconds. Yeah. And then ultimately, your biggest argument against any kind of a conspiracy on there is Russia never called us on. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's one of my big ones, too, is I'm like, you know, look, sometimes the best way to fight a conspiracy theory is with a bigger conspiracy theory. <laughs> you know? Because we, in, you're right. In reality, if we had faked the moon landing, if we had had the technology to fake it, the Russians would have called us out faster than anybody else. Instead, they were like, yep, you did it. We're going to keep trying and blow up three rockets in the process. That's not a question. It's unrelated. It's related. It's just like, has anyone here seen Red Moon? Or not Red Moon, uh, For All Mankind? Yes. Fantastic. I want to. I want to, but it's on Apple. It's like an alternate history. It's $6, man. Pay for it for a month and binge watch. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no, get Apple money. It's a thing. Uh, basically, <laughs> yeah, but basically the premise of it is what would happen if Russia landed on the moon first? And like they play it out. And Joel Osterman is in it, and he's amazing. So. Yeah. Oh, I've heard it. It's, it's fantastic, especially if you're into a lot of the what-if spacecraft that were being developed at the time. Um, so it's amazing to see see it from that perspective. Now, when you know why the Russians didn't beat us to the moon, you realize, okay, it's more than just, because alternate history can be very fun when it's, what's the one precipitating event 
that keeps it from getting there. It was the guy who was making their rockets died, right? Like, he uh, off died. Um, <laughs> was wow. killed. Was disappeared. Yes. Aggressively. He, he upset the wrong person. Um, let's just put it that way. And yeah. Duh. <laughs> Life Duh. Duh. ended. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's like, you know, it's very, it's like, uh, yeah, he died of natural causes. It's very natural to die when someone puts a bolt in the back of your head. <laughs> no, 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 lead poisoning. Lead poisoning, yeah, yeah. yes. Let's just, let's call it like it is. <laughs> it was up there, it's in the town. It turned the cause of death. We're pretty sure it's a knife in his back, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's extreme blood loss due to an accident. Yeah. <laughs> accidentally got stabbed by a knife. Yeah. Yes, accidentally backed into a knife repeatedly. <laughs> 37 times. Yes. Well, um, let's see. What, what other conspiracies do we have besides uh, Sasquatch sightings? Why yes. does that always happen in abundance when I'm having a family reunion? <laughs> What's the deal, man? <laughs> So my uncle looks a little weird there. when he walks. No. What's <laughs> well, and again, it's something people want to believe. People want to believe there's something else that we haven't discovered. People right. want to believe that, and you know, there is plenty out there still left to discover. Okay. Since since uh, since you, that's a great segue. If everybody's a fan of the X Files and the poster in uh, in Mulder's office, aliens. Oh, I was just yeah. saying, I just saw this thing where they were talking about this, there's a formation under a body of water, God, I can't remember which one, but they've been like trying to get to it for years because it looks definitely like made, it looks like it's sculptural. The thing off the coast of Japan? Is that the one? There's a couple of them. There's one off the coast of Japan, the one the coast of Norway, the one that looks like the one in Falcon on radar. I mean, why not? Who knows? But uh, but who all here? Uh, uh, people who go to cons are a little bit more educated on science. That's a given. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm. But well, okay. <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> a lot of them are. They're exposed. Let's They're exposed to it. Yes. <laughs> so uh, my question is: Is how many people think that aliens, uh, if they do exist, see Earth and they roll up the windows and lock the doors? And <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> I think they're don't make eye contact, Susan! <laughs> Don't do it! Well, it explains why they always pick people up out in the middle of nowhere, then. Because it's like, okay, if we go to the cities, that's where the crazies are. And we're going to pick up some guy that nobody's going to believe. Okay, let's, let's take care. I always think of essay on the subject where he says, um, I've never seen a UFO, but I've talked to people who say they did, and they believe, they're very convincing, and what they tell me, it, uh, it flatly defies belief. Um, is, until I personally see one, I've got to disbelieve. Is, but I, if I'm a science fiction performer. I would like to believe they're out there because I, that would show that it's possible. <laughs> well, and the whole thing is, the, the term UFO, it's an unidentified flying object. You don't know what it is. Now, there's a difference between a UFO and a flying saucer. You know, is it an alien spacecraft that you're seeing? All the footage that the Navy released two years ago of the FLIR imagery, yeah. Yeah. if you actually know what that stuff looks like, it's tracking it. That's why it looks funny. And it's like, no, that's a missile going around. That's this other thing. That's I mean, it's so easily debunked when you actually know what you're looking right. at. Um, now, do I personally believe that aliens have visited the Earth? Yeah, probably. Um, why don't we see them as much anymore? They don't want to be seen. <laughs> you know, they're rolling up the windows and flying on by. You yeah. know. Well, yes, sir. Yeah. The, the, my objection to the whole alien thing is this whole alien invasion. They're going to take over the earth. But because in any military campaign, it doesn't matter. There's a matter of economics involved, mm -hmm. and so they want to steal. They want to steal our water. Well, why don't just go to the Oort cloud? And, you know, they want to steal all of our gold. There's an asteroid floating around. It, 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 it oh, that's one of the big debates that we have in science fiction writing groups is, you know, how do you, what, what is the reason for that any alien race would attack a developed world? Because we're not as developed as we think? Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe they see us. Well, primarily it would be ideological differences. Like right. I read one where they actually believed we had no soul because they couldn't hear it through whatever power mm -hmm. that they had. Meathead knows. Um, <laughs> oh. Has anybody here read Humans or Space Works? 
Yes. <laughs> I'm familiar with it, but I haven't heard it. Okay, in, in this particular case, humans or space artists is, we live on a death world, nobody wants to come here because it's so fucking dangerous. <laughs> well, I, the whole reason why I think they would want to come here is we have animals, we have people, we produce fertilizer. Yeah, you, you and there's also a desire, you know, it's like one of those things when you sit there and you talk about, say, okay, yes, they could build space settlements, they could build... Why do you think they keep probing people? Right, you know, they could build space settlements that will simulate their world, but there's a desire, you know, most highly likely, in maybe many races that it's that feeling of, I want dirt under my feet, you know, I want to live on a planet not inside a spinning, spinning cylinder. So I was going to say, like, yeah. manifest us. So I did a short story where... Like the Galactic farmer returns to Earth, he had planted a crop and was going to grow long chain hydrocarbon molecules. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> and he finds this pestilence that is burning up his crop. <laughs> oh, I like that. Okay, yes, sir. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There's another thing that sort of conspiracy along the same lines. That is the possibility that we ourselves are the aliens. In other words, you know, who's to say? Billions of years ago, they didn't stop here and start colonizing it, and we got where we came from. Um, the interesting thing with that one is, I was actually reading a thing, and they, you know, they were studying the genome because, especially since we started cracking genomes, and they're showing how closely related pretty much everything on Earth is that we yeah. must have all come from a similar or common source, with one exception. Squid, squid. Yeah. <laughs> Squids are freaking aliens, man. You know? Well, that's what they did in Resident Aliens. Yes, yeah. I loved that part. That was hilarious. But it's like, I didn't get they're, like it's, they're close enough to every other species on Earth that they might have evolved here, but they broke off from the genetic train real early uh, when you look at things. And, and that's one of those things where I kind of object with, you know, and I, I'm, I'm going to get booze from a lot of the Star Trek fans for this. I don't like the whole thing of the hybrid aliens of like you know look we've lived on this planet for millions of years if humans could interbreed with other species <laughs> there'd be a lot of not them for like a trying. <laughs> not for like a triad yeah. again i'm from texas <laughs> so i'm not going to mention that i'm scottish <laughs> i spent some time in the south i know what it's like down there <laughs> farm boys get lonely. Yeah. Okay. yes ma'am Neanderthals, Phomosans. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, okay, we have interbred with the other species. Okay. We've interbred with other human species. <laughs> yes. Pre-human species. Yeah. So it's like, it, we're the result of that. Right. So we are the hybrid. We are the hybrid. Right. Yeah, but we're not interbreeding with lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. Oh my. Yeah. 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 Uh, Well, and it's one of those things that, too. That if, if they're capable of traversing interstellar distances, then that means their their uh, labor issue has to have been solved. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Potentially, I mean, or they tried robots first and then found out that was a bad idea. Uh, so. <laughs> or, or again, ideological. It's too hard. It's ideological. Look at Dune, for instance. Why are there no robots in Dune? Because of the Butlerian jihad. The AI wars. You know, yeah. the AI wars. So they breed specific humans to do specific jobs. Um, so maybe they find that they prefer doing that. And they don't want to breed their own to do that. So they're like, oh, here's this little nowhere planet with a bunch of primitives on it. We don't mind using them as slave labor. Yeah, especially if you can bring them from the place that they know to now they have no way off except mm -hmm. your, yeah. your help. To take it in this in another direction too, the original Planet of the Apes was all about, you know, all the animals died off so they used apes and then turned them into slave labor. Mm -hmm. We all know how well that went. <laughs> yes. Going back to the Purnell essay, he also gave his theory as to what the aliens are. They are college students. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> studying, he says he gives two points to back this up. One, they're studying pre-spaceflight culture. And two, he says, 
anyone who's been around MIT at the wrong time of year knows how they behave. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I want to make a comment here about, because we've been talking about aliens, I think it's a nice way to bring in this controver controversy thing, back, or conspiracy theory, sorry. Because Men in Black, who didn't love Men in Black? Come on, that was yeah. awesome, yeah. right? But to be able to pull off, like, this was all a conspiracy, they're keeping everything under yeah. cover. You know, like, we are trained to kind of believe that at some level, that they could be keeping it all under cover. Oh, and it's a very fun story in that way because it is it does play on the conspiracy theory thing mm -hmm. and it's it's just a fun movie but it's definitely one of those ones that when you think about it you're like come on guys you know right. who, who oh don't even start me on who that all wants a flashy thing so i was going to say uh, you know but what about something like simulation theory yeah. so just that concept of yeah this is all a simulation welcome to the matrix welcome to simulation yeah. 13. Mm -hmm. And, and I had a hard time with that. All right, we've got, here. we've got one here. We've got one here. No, you're not supposed to say that out loud. <laughs> Sorry. It was done as a college project, and ours was done by a C student. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Twilight Zone with the ants coming where they, they uh, sent the aliens here, and the purpose of them sending them here is because they, they knew we were violent, and we would kill the... So, I mean, this whole idea of aliens is part of why we are sending out, we're looking for life in, in real science. We're looking for life on other planets, yes. right? Yes. We have found water on exoplanets. We know that there is, there are, in a very tiny bit of space, we've found 5,000 planets, many of which are in what we consider habitable zone, right? Barbie zone. Goldilocks. 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 Sure. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Goldilocks, Barbie. Yeah. Barbie had everything. They have all kinds of We haven't yet found any actual indication of life, but that doesn't mean it isn't there. And the piece that we've looked at it's very, very tiny compared mm -hmm. to everything else. And I think that's one of the things that people have a hard time grasping is just the vastness of the universe. Oh, yeah. You know, space yeah. is big. Space is really big. You know, that, I, that sound great in that, you know? the novel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't just, you can't even fathom how big space is. And we live on the edges of the suburb. <laughs> oh, in our galaxy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Big galaxy clusters of very cluster, yeah. We're farming oblivion, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're stuck in the middle. We're, we're in kind of the backwoods. It's, it's one of those things. It's funny when you when you really start looking at you know the, the structure of what our galaxy should look like based on observation, and then you compare it to some of the fictional galaxies out there, the like Star Wars galaxy of how much they have mapped, and then you look at you know maps of what the, our galaxy is, and you say, okay, you know, look, we're in that. There's a habitable zone of the galaxy. Too deep in, certain it's too Precious, old. It's yeah. too old. It's too well, crushed. Too far out is too young. It's doesn't have enough to. And when you look at it, it's like yeah, we're out in kind of the outer rim in a lot of ways. When you can, especially when you're talking like Star Wars, for instance. Oh. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fast right here, um, thing that supports a lot of um, hooey is the current uh, communication age. I have a nephew who is scathingly intelligent, probably one of the better programmers in the world, but he doesn't believe in climate change, and he can go online and find all sorts of things that back him up. I think, yes, and I, you know, I think I'm the genetic uh, drop-off from Donald Duck. I can find shit that'll back that up, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> so even if you're superbly intelligent, if you want to believe something, yeah you'll find something mm -hmm. that will back you up. So there's a really good book called The Information Diet, and I forget the name of the author, but the premise there is that if you have a set of beliefs, you tend, everybody, not just you, um, everybody tends to uh, look for news sources, say, that confirm that belief, mm -hmm. right? So thus Fox, thus, you know, whatever. Confirmation sure. bias. Um, Information bias. And that as, as if that's true, in order to have a well-balanced nutritional data flow, you need to expand your, your viewing and 
like I love NASA, but maybe I should be looking at some other sites as well um, to see at least what the other people are saying. Whether I choose to believe it or not is another question. And that's, that's me trying to say, yes, the people who watch Fox really ought to turn on PBS once in a while, but the same goes for the other yeah, side as well. You know, it works in both ways. Anyway, fabulous book if you ever get it. And it's tiny and short. It's called <laughs> The Information Diet. It, it actually is quite easy to get a conspiracy theory going. And I know, Ooh, I know this one. from experience. <laughs> I know this from experience because I went to Roswell, New Mexico on a pilgrimage. Okay? Yes, it was a pilgrimage. I did too. Because you got to see it at least once. Okay? Now, they had two different museums, the regular one, then the one that was on base called the UFO Enigma Museum. Now, this place was uh, paneled walls. For those of you who are from the 70s, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. And pictures, Polaroid pictures, stapled up on the thing and a big, big thing in the middle. Well, I walked up there, and they had a guest book in the front, and I signed the guest book. Okay? And this was back in the 90s. And I was sitting there, and the guy turned around and says, you're from Tucson, huh? Yeah. Says, you know, uh, they might have the alien bodies at uh, Davis Monthan Air Force Base. <laughs> How could I resist a straight line like that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I said, well, you know, they have been doing some, uh, the Army Corps of Engineers has been doing some re uh, building on over at Colossal Cave, which they have yeah. right at the mm -hmm. war at the time. Mm -hmm. And the space shuttle did land over at Davis Monthan on the back of the 747, which it had. Which it had. Yes, it did. <laughs> I watched okay. it fly out. And, 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 just, and basically just gave him tidbits of information. He started writing this down. <laughs> it was then he started sweating when I told him about the, the uh, space shuttle at uh, Davis yes. Monthan. And then he, did, then he lifted up his hat to wipe his brow. That's when I saw the tinfoil. Yeah. <laughs> I knew then it was time to leave, which I did. Six months later, I found my theory online. It can happen. You know what's interesting about that? They were kernels of truth. Just arranged differently. Yeah. Yes. You know, yes. and that's why I and think that's we the best get some of these conspiracies. Is, to, is yeah. there some is put some kernels of truth board that takes some yarn and connect mm -hmm. them? Yeah. yeah. And they make conspiracy And theory. just put oh. a bunch of stuff in between that's hard to you know verify per se. Maybe. Well, and it's all about perspective and angles. You know, it's like oh well, you know, that's a that's a triangle, that's a rectangle. They're both true. Yes. You know, exactly. but it's how you twist it. <laughs> What? Except to his fair witness. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You know, we could be someone who's not biased because it almost yeah. feels like we're living in a place, this country that has really different people that, like, like Jennifer was saying, is it Jennifer? Brenda. Uh, Brenda. Brenda. Well, Brenda was saying, you know, that that you know are watching certain things and other people are watching other things and then other people, I think they're just kind of half making things up but working amongst themselves and just being like, oh, look at this. You know, but I mean, we're not really talking together, so I don't. I I'm not sure how we get. No, I mean, no it, people don't believe in each other's facts anymore. You know, it, it's the whole thing of like the information age. You know, mm -hmm. it is the Pandora's box of the internet and especially social media, mm -hmm. where it's very easy to find your particular conspiracy. It's very easy to find your particular echo chamber yeah. and just start screaming into it and getting a bunch of people coming back saying, yes, you're right, and oh, well, hey, and hey, and hey. Um, what I find absolutely hilarious is I fell down the flat earth rabbit hole there for a while. Not that I ever believed it, but I'm like trying to figure these people out. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, you know, the flat earth society basically disappeared in the mid-90s because they had their own private website, they had their own private server, they had all their own records in one house. They caught fire. Wow. It burned to the ground and everything was lost. And the Flat Earth Society basically disappeared for years until Facebook yes. and social media. And now suddenly it was so easy for them to start up a group and be like, hey, I believe in Flat Earth. And oh, hey, now I, and, you know, and it was, so e and YouTube and all those kind of things, it was so easy for them to find their echo chambers again, and now they're stronger than and larger than ever. 
So, so you're basically saying that the the Revlon theory has something to do with it, or the what is it? And they told you friends, and so oh, on, oh, and so on. The Willis, the Willis conspiracy. That's what it is. Yeah. But so, it's easier to find this stuff and you know fall down that rabbit hole. Yeah. You know, I think one thing that we need to also ask ourselves is why, what is the advantage? Why do they want to believe that? To be unique or does anybody, I mean, do you have any insights or maybe someone else this flat earth is so easy I've met a couple of flat earthers in real life. Uh huh. And I've come to the conclusion there's generally three flat, three types of flat earthers. There are those who have, they're what I call the 50 milers. They've never gone outside of 50 miles of the place they were okay. born. Okay. Okay. They have never traveled enough to see how wide and big the world is. So they live in a very narrow, confined space, and they tend to be a little more on the religious side. Um, not saying that it's a bad thing to be religious, but you know, they tend to, you know, they, they're the ones who hold up the Bible and say, my holy book, my holy book. Yeah. There Anybody? are those who were curious about it and fell down the rabbit hole and have not been able to drag themselves out. And then there are the, what I call the faux tubers. The guys who are on YouTube spouting flat earth nonsense to make money. Oh, okay. Because I have met some of those, one of them when I was lived up in Washington State, he was one of the big ones. And talking to him, he makes it like, oh yes, I'm flat earth, I'm flat earth, I'm flat earth. I'm like, you fly to Texas how many times a year? <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, well, you know, it's um, like, yeah, dude. And no, it's not flat. Right. <laughs> Anybody who has traveled north and south enough can tell you the earth ain't flat. You know, just the way that the seasons the change yeah. based on latitude Let's is so one. significant. You, did you have a comment about the flat earth? Yes, yeah. the, uh, and then there's, there's a subgroup within those that say that uh, Australia does not exist. Oh, those ones I love. I, those are insane. I love those because I have friends from Australia, Australia and I'm like, it really make, make a phone call. And now Antarctica does the giant ice wall around Antarctica that's constantly being patrolled by every world government yeah. to keep anybody from flying over. It's like I don't think they realize that conspiracies. If you have more, like so many people, you can't keep the conspiracy. Like that's right. Yeah, they say twenty-five. Like you, you know, I remember John. Actually, uh, John Oliver did something on the conspiracy about you know that. The uh, things in the vaccine, the little uh, oh, chips yeah. or something. Oh, and he system, said, yeah. Yeah. if they were going to do that, you know, it, it would just be there'd be too many people involved that it would last about 25 minutes. I mean, mm -hmm. said, you know, yes. yeah. yeah. And then yeah. why, why would you bother to inject people with chips to track them when everybody's got these things? <laughs> yeah, that was really there. Doing it. to distract <laughs> them. That's why. Okay, yes, ma'am. So I, um, I think you touched on it earlier, but in sort of answer to your question, like what's the issue with these people, yeah. it, is, it is emotion based. Um. I do sense that there is a lack of validation that they get in life. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so when you find those echo chambers, then you have people who are validating them yes. and making them feel like what they say actually matters. Yeah. So kind of lack of validation in general, you're mm -hmm. saying. Yeah. They're the same people that back. when you're driving down a two-lane road, you know, one in each direction, and, oh, and uh, um, rush hour are driving five miles under the speed limit. Okay, wait, why are you calling can. me out? Why are you calling me out? <laughs> 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 okay. So it's still okay. to me-based. Okay, yes, ma'am, in the back. For a while. You were talking about conspiracies. Do you guys know about the Finland conspiracy? I don't. Oh my God! I don't know if I want to hear this. No, that Finland doesn't exist. That Finland doesn't exist. That it's a massive conspiracy because nobody lives in Finland because nobody's claimed to be Finnish. It's only like four million Finns. Well, yeah, it's not very many. It was made up by Monty Python. Wasn't that a Garfield episode? Wyoming doesn't exist. You know. For the flat earthers, though, Australia does exist because they say in the description, it's down under. My background is engineering, but to get there, I have to have learned all the basics of science. Mm -hmm. Because that's what engineering is applied science. Um, show me a repeatable experiment on something, and hey, you convince me. Um, they showed a flat earther that thing where they, on a ship they put a long white tower with black stripes on it 
sailed it over the horizon and watched the stripes disappear mm -hmm. one at a time. I thought, that's fairly damn definitive. You know? yep. And he says, so, are you convincing him? Oh, heavens no, that was fake. There was a, a thing on Netflix they did that they were, talk, they were talking about the flat earthers. And it ends with them doing the, a similar experiment with the light pole. And they're like, you know, look, you know, if, it, if the earth is truly flat, it doesn't matter where you're standing, you'll be able to see it through this aperture. And they're like, you know, they're looking through, like, oh, we can't yeah. see it. But if I bring the camera up, now I can see it. And it's like, you, you just proved the earth's round. <laughs> and that's how they end the film. And I'm just like laughing my brains out at this. And it, like, yeah, it, it totally went through the flat earth community. They all get ticked off at each other about it. And at the end of it, they're going, wow, I'm going to have to think about this. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. So sorry to continue to answer like this thinking. Um, I also think like with the validation, and you mentioned that a lot of like conspiracy theories theorists do happen to be like have religious tendencies. To that end, I've noticed this trend, and I'm not like trying to vilify Christianity at all, but with just the Christian friends that I've met, they they always want to feel persecuted or they always feel persecuted. So anything that allows them to continue to feel persecuted, it's almost like a, it's like a bad relationship. Like they're used to feeling this way. Right. And so Dopamine now they have a cause a where they can continue no, to be persecuted, persecuted but fighting on for righteousness. No, with a team. With, with a team. With a team. And therefore, how can they be wrong if they're not alone? Now they're just the rebel underground yeah. trying to like yeah. save well, humanity from itself. You have to understand how religious doctrine is taught. You're told this is the way it is. It is immutable. You have to believe it. This is the truth. And they hammer this into you over yep. and over and over and over again. Trust me, I've been there. Um, and so pretty soon you get to the point where you, you hear it and you simply accept it mm -hmm. yeah. okay. and you know people will believe what they want to believe okay you know really you know then just about anything you know everything from uh, fake elections to global warming to nuclear winter to aliens to everything else you know if you want to find a way of believing it you're going to believe it no matter how much evidence is shown you You'll latch onto that one piece of information and never let yeah, go. Exactly. What I want to say is that uh, you know, my view of religion, which I know may piss people off, and which I think is probably the truth, religion, especially organized religion, was uh, designed by uh, uh, basically tribal leaders, millennial wealth, in a way to control their tribe. In other words, all religious doctrine, people were stupid at the time, so they told them what was what. And when they, if you take any religion, put it within that context, all their hypocrisy and their, everything they do starts to make sense because they were, it's a very effective way of mind control, brainwashing your mind control. It's also, especially if you get into some of the early religions um, and the older religions, especially any who have dietary restrictions. This was a debate that we had all the way back to college. Yeah. Um, Really fun story too in there, but I come from I mean I come from a Catholic background a bunch of Catholic engineers <laughs> That's my family is a bunch of Catholic engineers, so we question everything But one of the things that I started looking at is I said, you know, look, you know, what are the Look at, di at dietary restrictions, especially in primitive ignorant people not necessarily stupid people There's a difference between stupidity and ignorance ignorance is you just don't know You are not an expert on a subject Stupidity you all it. But when you go back thousands of years, people didn't understand what germs were. People didn't understand what trichinosis was. People understood in the desert that the best way to preserve your meat was to cook it or dry it, okay, was to jerk it. What happens if you jerk pork? You can't. That's why you can't eat it. It's why you can't eat it, it will make you sick. Okay, why do you not combine cheese and milk with meats? Same thing, it goes bad and you get sick. So people don't understand this, so it's easier for them to believe in God is making you sick for eating the wrong things. Why do, we, why do they take Sundays off? 
Well, because if you work seven days a week in a desert, guess what? You're going to drop, you're going to die. You know, you need a day to rest and recover. We've been talking about religion, and I think that's a big component, uh, particularly in one group, probably the, you know, people might watch a certain station. Um, but then there's also the New Agers that are a completely different yeah. group. And I've heard it called like Wuanan. Uh, it's just a I, different religion. Really. Well, it's not a religion, because I, I want to say, I've been talking to some, some of those are among my friends and family. And so I've been kind of fascinated over the last year and a half or two, you know, like, how, okay, why are you thinking this? And I've been trying to figure it out. And one thing that I, they, I've heard a couple of times, two or three times, is they, now with New Age, they don't want to believe in what someone tells you from the religion. They're rejecting religion mm -hmm. and going with what feels right to me, what do, what it fits with me. And so I found that term, it feels right to me when I watch this. Coming up with YouTube videos, one of them was a supposedly former Soviet KGB agent who was saying things that would, you know, be bad for our democracy. I'm like, and they're believing that over the actual facts. I'm like, well, don't you think they might still have some, you know, stuff? they're actively trying to mess up our democracy, don't you think? that they might just be saying that to try to convince Well, it See just you know. feels right. Yeah. Well, you know? and so for me, I'm kind of thinking, like I told this friend of mine, and I think, you know, it's like, you can do that with religion. It's a kind of a Buddhist thing, a new age thing. Fine, great, because we don't know what happens with religion. We only know the material world while we're here, mm -hmm. you know. But you can't do that with facts. That's, I think, a difference that they're not getting. They just apply this idea of it feels right to everything. Well, and I had a thing that I was talking to a, uh, I don't even remember how I met this person. They were a anti-vaxxer. And I'm like, what's the more believable conspiracy theory for you? That, you know, the, the government is trying to make people sick with vaccines, trying to create an autistic society, because that's complete bunk. Or that the conspiracy theory was created by the Chinese in order to weaken the American people so that they could come in and take us over. Oh, And he was just like, oh, my ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, God, again. That's how you fight. He defended a conspiracy with a bigger conspiracy, <laughs> you know. They started the whole anti-vax thing just to weaken us so that they could come in and take over the country. What do you think of that? He's just like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> it's... It's uh, okay. We can we can from what we've discussed so far, the main uh, casualty of the information age is truth. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. I have another theory that I'm going to throw out here and see what y'all think. Okay. Yeah. With the internet and everybody connected and everything like that, and all the different points of view out there, isn't this really? Just a ginormous game of telephone. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, it really is. Very much so. Oh, yeah. Passing stuff through the grapevine. Yes, it's twisted. Oh, sorry. Oh, it's fine. I mean, like, it was a, it's now kind of a dated comment because it goes back to the religion thing. But I, I mean, like, I also imagine that, like, you're a human being and, like, 3,000 years ago, you see lightning for the first time. <laughs> That's terrifying. And so then being like, oh, no, no, it's fine. It's just Thor. He's fighting the Jotun. He's keeping you safe, brah. Don't cry. Like, those things can give you comfort in a world that you don't understand. But it's like when you have, like, when science enters it, now you have to let go of those things. Yeah. Yes, sir. We've been having a lot of fun bashing our favorite um, hooies. Um, I would like to end on actually an opposite note. How many real things got put down because everyone knew it couldn't be? Um, I watched the end of a movie on inventions. It was black and white. It was mostly a comedic. At the very end of it, this little, sweet little old lady wearing a bat suit is on a side of a hill, and a news crew is going to watch her. She didn't expect them. She said, I'm not here to entertain you. I'm here to do an experiment. She runs down and falls on her ass and hurts herself, sadly. Her younger helper then puts on the bat suit. He tries three times, falls down, fails. The ending credits occur, and the whole it's the same hill, present day, it goes green, and a master hand glider pilot yep. is flying down the hill, saying, um, yeah, they laughed at them, it was hooey. But sometimes, it turns out to be real. <laughs> you do have a point. Why don't you do it? 
it, it's about experimentation and learning what yeah. will work. You know, the concept of hang gliding has been around for a long time, yes. and the major development of it was the Gemini program, where they wanted that to be the recovery method for the capsule. The parasail. The parasail. They wanted it to come down that way. They realized it's not really going to work. The, the capsule is too heavy, and you have two fighter jocks jockeying for control of the thing. So it's better to just, you know, parachute them in. But people got hold of that and said, hey, we can do that with people with a much smaller parasail. And suddenly, you know, paragliding and uh, hang gliding becomes this major sport. You know, the, the, the I always call them the flying squirrel suits. Um, the wingsuits. Oh, yeah. Those things are awesome. You know, I don't think I'd ever be crazy enough to fly in one. Wingsuits are also proof the earth is round. Brought it to me was an essay I once read. It was written in the 1600s, something like that. It was very well thought out, uh, very erudite, proving that magnetism was nothing more than parlor room games. <laughs> this, a, a thing that you can write at when you don't have theory or any experimental practice to show you what is actually going on. Um, what I sometimes find interesting is, you know, being in a various science fiction groups and that kind of thing is we have this one individual who likes to crop up every once in a while and spout off about M theory, string theory. He knows nothing about it. <laughs> Yet he is just so determined that there are 11 dimensions in the universe. I'm like, okay, name all 11. <laughs> well, I can't. And then he says, oh, there's 26. Oh, there's 26? Oh, no, there's not 26 yet. They'll do I'm like, so wait, you're saying that we have 11 dimensions now, and the number of dimensions is growing? I'm like, or our understanding is growing such that we now think there's up to 26 dimensions. M theory and string theory is really one of those things that you need a pan guard blaster to understand. Um, Actually, in, in like mind, has science developed to a point where we are so specialized in different areas that it is now far more difficult to wrap your arms around a much more holistic view, like perhaps what we had 200 years ago? It can be. It can be very hard. Uh, my dad actually had an interesting thing that he, he said to me one time, and I 100% agree with him. In the last 150-ish years, we have gone, the information specifically has gone from the speed of a horse to the speed of thought. And society hasn't caught up yet. Up until probably the 90s, society uh, information, I would say, traveled at the speed of light traveled at the speed of which you could type it, think about it, send it out to the world. Now, because of things like Twitter, like social media, as soon as you think it, it can be out there pretty much. You know, just, I'm spewing every single thing that I'm thinking without thinking about it, you know? My but, example of that, Jaden Smith's Twitter is hilarious. I, I avoid Twitter. How do we even know we have eyes um, unless we look in a mirror? <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you figure, in a, you know, in a period of years, we went from the speed of a horse to the speed of a train to the telegraph, and the telegraph is still fairly slow by comparison, to cars and planes, and the speed of sound to transfer information, and then the speed of light to transfer information. And there are still people out there with significant power who are still pretty much tra having their information travel at the speed of horse you know, in terms of how their, their culture works. And, and the information, you know? though, going back to your point, too, is just so much more complex. I used to teach science communication, and in the 1900s, as recently as that, most people could understand scientific articles. Mm -hmm. You know, they'd be written in, like, a style that you might see in the New York Times or something. They were written in plain language. In plain language, and there were, everyone was a broader type of scientist then, and then it just got so more and more complicated with more specialists that, mm -hmm. you know, it's just so hard for people to read them. And I, I did some research in uh, oceanography and, like, geology and realize people are talking about the ocean, talking about similar things, using completely different terms. And this field's got a big argument going on that I'm actually looking, well, I think these guys have kind of already resolved that. You know, do they know? <laughs> well, I mean, it's kind of like my acronym binder. It's no longer yeah. a binder. <laughs> okay. But it's ridiculous that when you, you're talking something as simple as the acronym AAA, 
has millions of connotations depending on what you're talking about, what the program is, who's saying it, such that, you know, I, I do a lot of report reviews for various contractors around the city, and I'm like, when they spout out an acronym, I'm like, please God, spell that out, because I'm thinking something entirely different than what you're probably yeah. thinking when you put that in there. See, this is why I had 40 years as a tech writer for these very reasons. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's so hard, you need to actually hire someone else to explain it you, know, mm -hmm. you explain it to me, I understand it, and then I will explain it to other people. And that's one of our basic rules is always spell out acronyms. This issue is uh, something that the scientists in general are starting to address, is that you, you have these silos of very deep knowledge, but they don't talk to each other. There are people who are doing cross-discipline work and are actually getting funding to actually establish, um, what do I call it, a, uh, uh, a tradition or whatever of, of, of cross-discipline um, uh, in integration because they're finding that there just simply is not enough information making it from these different specialties back and forth. And so this, this is a known problem and they're actually starting to address Isn't it. Isn't that what BioFi, bio there was a U of A program where they had I think they call the BioFi, but five different departments got okay. together for that very purpose. Yes. Yeah. It's, yes. A pretty, it's a common trend. It, yeah. it, it, it also reminds me of a Dr. Jennifer Barton, so. I know her well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, at this point, we now, uh, yeah. one more question. I just we want to say about acronyms. It goes, with use of a misunderstanding, goes beyond the scientific community. For example, uh, BLM. Every time I hear BLM, yeah. I think Bureau of Land Management. Management. Right. Yeah. So it's hijacked by Black Lives Matter. Oh, I was saying that to my boys. Like they, you know, they wanted to go shooting. I'm like, okay, let's go take a look at the BLM Rangers, and they're like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, BLM Rangers out in the middle of the desert. What? <laughs> Bureau of Land Management, public yeah. land. Oh. <laughs> what did you think I meant? You're not in Tennessee. Just uh, to close it up, uh, from what everybody says, reminds me of what my father used to tell me, and that's take everything with a grain of salt. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Test theory, use the scientific method, decide what it is that makes it true, and stick with the truth on it. Of course, he also told me that, uh, you know, he'd go, did you hear about the guy that thought asphalt was all rectal disorder? Exactly. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Just remember what the wise man once said. You know, that's like your opinion, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I got a good quote for, yeah. for your for your comment earlier. Um, the sciences, each training in its own direction, have hitherto armed us little. But someday, the piercing together of disassociated knowledge will open up such terrifying vistas of reality and of our frightful position therein that we shall go either go mad from the revelation or flee from the deadly light into the peace and safety of a new dark age. Yeah. <laughs> Who said that? Lovecraft. 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 Yeah. Lovecraft. Yeah. Lovecraft. 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 All right. B, is there any further business? B, seeing no further business, I hereby close this uh, panel. Thank you very much for your input and uh, information. And uh, hopefully, you're taking something away from this right here. I know. I know. I am. At least a lot of conspiracy theories. People are taking too much away. There is hand sanitizer. I'm about to take more away. I'm going to be something. I believe you're flat now. <laughs> no, it's down under. I keep telling you. <laughs> and then how do they keep from falling off? Magnets. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
I mean, people are afraid to touch it because it's out of there. You know, the you know, look what happened to Al Gore when he tried to say what we need to do. That's when he really, you know, things got really controversial. Republicans and Democrats both believed in climate change as an issue until Gore, bless his soul, I love it, but look like until he kind of, as a former presidential candidate, started espousing it, and then they're like, oh, we don't believe in that anymore. You know? And so then, so it was just so, but the people, you know, people, the population is. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. And feel free to enjoy our other shows, such as D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition and Scion Ragnarok and Roll, a Scion hero to Ragnarok story. Thank you for listening.